The student ministry podcast you're about to hear is a lesson taught during a Wednesday night teen Bible study by Brother Kerry Schmidt. Brother Schmidt has served as an assistant pastor at Lancaster Baptist Church for over 20 years and currently serves as the director of the student ministries. For more sermon resources, please visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. Step one to wrecking your life, messing up your life. What was it? Anybody remember? Resent the place of God's blessing. So the prodigal who went out and wrecked his life and then had to come back and repent and put it all back together. We studied this two weeks, uh, two weeks, a week apart in between. Gradually went from the place of loving God, being growing up in a secure, stable environment to forgetting God, gratitude died, and resentment grew. And he, he went from a place of entitlement to resentment. And so we talked about it all starts when you begin to resent all the good blessings of God in your life like being able to come to a youth group or having a family that cares for you or loves you or having stability or security or all the things that you're just used to in your life, uh, like tap water that runs from 82 different places in your home and all around you. So step one is resent the place of God's blessing. Step two tonight is dishonor a faithful parent. Dishonor a faithful parent. And I want to say a couple things by way of introduction as we get into this. First of all, two statements. No parent is perfect. And no parent, on earthly terms, in human terms, is truly deserving of this kind of honor that we're going to talk about. And and so from the get-go, in my introduction, just listen very carefully, no parent is perfect. Nobody in this room has perfect parents. Everybody in this room is intimately acquainted with your parents' flaws and weaknesses and places where they fail. Uh, Some of you, your parents' struggles are deeper and uh, more dramatic than others. Uh, But for the most part, we all could stand and testify of our parents' inconsistencies and problems and sin and issues in their lives. And I speak as a parent. No parent is truly deserving. I mean, in human terms, I don't deserve for Larry to honor me. I don't deserve for Haley to honor me. Now, why do I start with these two statements? Because that will be the the thing that you grab onto to rationalize your life going in the wrong direction. In other words, you will know it's right to honor your parents, because the Bible says it is. Honor thy father and thy mother, which we'll see in a few moments. You know that's right to do. You know that's commanded of God, but you put in your mind some stipulations to that. You attach to that some prerequisites. In other words, my parents must be deserving of that honor or else I don't have to give it to them. Or my parents are supposed to be perfect or else I don't have to give them honor. And that's really not the case. God didn't set any conditions on this command. In fact, um, this verse is probably in your outline a little further down. Um, at the very end, you, but you've, go to Ephesians chapter 6 if you would. Hold your finger there in Luke. Ephesians chapter 6, you've heard this a hundred thousand times. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And we'll see it again in the Old Testament in a few minutes. Honor thy father and thy mother. So God comes to you and he doesn't set a condition. He doesn't say, if they are deserving of respect, If they are respectable, if they are honorable, honor them. That's not what he says. 
God says, regardless of who your parents are or what their spiritual state is or how their behavior is, regardless of where they're right and wrong, all of that set aside, God says, between me and you, I want you to honor your mother and your father. Now, for some of you, that's really relatively easy because you have parents that are relatively honorable in their lifestyle. They've provided well for you. They've taken care of you. They've loved you. They're there for you. They haven't left you. Uh, but there's a good number of you in here that that's a very tall order. Honor thy father and thy mother. Because some of you in here have alcoholic fathers. Some of you have fathers that are into pornography. Some of you have fathers that are cheating on your mother. Some of you have fathers that left your mother. Some of you have fathers that you never even knew. Or if you do know your father, you see him once a year. Um, there's, there's a lot of different situations in this room. It's hard in today's culture to prepare a lesson for teenagers about honoring father and mother when there's so many different family problems and you've come up in a generation where anything goes. Some of you could have gotten cursed at or spit on or slapped by your father even today. And now you come in here and some guy stands up, opens the Bible and says, Honor your father and mother! So on some levels, for some of you, it's real easy because your parents are faithful, they love each other, they love God, they're not perfect, but about the worst thing they ever do is lose their temper once in a while. And for some of you, it's really hard because you come home every day wondering what your dad's going to do to you today. Um, and I understand there's that wide spectrum in this room. And so I want to try to address this, this concept from... I want you to, rather than seeing it between you and your father, rather than seeing it horizontally, human relationships, I want you to see it for a minute with a heavenly perspective in, on two levels. First of all, this is between you and God. How you respond to your father is not about whether your father deserves it and your mother. How you respond to your parents is not about whether they deserve it. It's about what God is asking. It's not even about whether it makes sense. It's about what God wants you to do. And just like I just explained to you, God's asking me to do something very, very difficult. If you're sitting in this room and you're going, Brother Smith, to honor my father or honor my mother, you don't understand how difficult that is. You don't know what my mom or dad do. Well, I'm just telling you, regardless of what they do, and, and I mean, we can make it as bad as we can possibly think of, there's still this heavenly relationship. You and your heavenly father and he is trying to protect your heart and your future. And he, and he does not want you to build in your heart a heart of dishonor towards your earthly parents. Now hear me. If, you're, if you have a father or mother that have been unfaithful to you in some way or have dishonored you or disrespected you in some way, that's terrible. You don't deserve it. It shouldn't happen. It's wicked. It's, it's horrible. But that doesn't automate a response. It doesn't automatically mean you've got to hate your father or hate your mother. It doesn't automatically mean you're okay to despise and resent and dishonor. Okay? Because God still says honor. You say, well, my dad or my mom doesn't deserve it. I could never, I could never, I could never. Stay with me for a minute. This isn't about you and your dad or you and your mom. It's about you and God. It's this way. 
It's not about whether this person deserves it. It's not about even whether you can express it accurately to this person. It's not even about whether you're capable of having a, 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 a healthy relationship, a functioning relationship with this person. Because some, some of you have a father that, is, that lives a thousand miles away and never sees you. How do you honor that father? What I'm saying is it's more about your heart. This command stands regardless of the condition of your family because it's about your heart and it's about your future. Let me give you an example. There are young people in this room right now that have very, very difficult relationships with their father. More than a handful. If you get in your heart a heart of resentment and scorn and despise and anger, which is very easy to do, and you could justify it. You don't deserve to have happening or have happened what's happened to you if you've been abused or rejected or left or deserted or whatever. You don't deserve that. If, if that's happened, the natural response, the fleshly response, the human response is to hate that, to despise that, and even to despise God maybe for allowing it to happen. But let's play it out for a minute. What does that do? What does that do to you? Does it fix the problem? Yes or no? No. Does it change your father or your mother? Not one bit. Does it undo the damage? At all? No. It doesn't. It only does one thing. It destroys you. When you, even, even justifiably, when you dishonor your mother and your father, you're going someplace in your heart that God does not want you to go. You're going someplace very dangerous in your heart. You're going someplace spiritually and emotionally that's going to take you down a road that's going to be very destructive and very harmful for you. I can say without hesitation, the teenagers that have come through our youth group over the last 20 years, 22 years, that I've been the most proud of, the most amazed at, are the teenagers who have had the most difficult home situations, but they've refused to go down a road of dishonor in their heart towards their parents. Somehow, they've, they've, they've resisted that road of bitterness. Austin, can I talk about you for a minute? Is that okay? Austin back here. Stand up for a minute, Austin. Austin, how long have you been saved? So, um, your dad left. So, the middle of your senior year, or before your senior about, about your senior year. February, when did we meet? Okay, so we met just a couple months after your dad left. Wow. So, I want you to play this out in your mind, because I'm going to use Austin, because he's a great example of what I'm talking about, and just happens to be sitting here tonight. Here he is, living in North Carolina. Um, his brother's name is Daniel. Daniel's the guy on the youth conference video that had the snot all over him and said, I'm living the dream. I love that, that, that part of that video. Um, and that's his younger brother. So here he is going through his senior year, Christian home, uh, strong church, Christian school or public school? Christian school. And uh, now, this is a Christian family. That's not supposed divorce, dad leaving, uh, I don't know the story. I don't know if there's another woman involved. I don't know any of the picture, but it's just not supposed to happen. It's, God's grace and, and all that is supposed to make this family whole. 
And especially not supposed to happen to somebody that's in the middle of their senior year and doesn't deserve that kind of situation to unfold. And he, uh, middle of his senior year, his world is rocked. Dad leaves. And I had, you know, I met you in, in April or May. They came out to visit the college, and he was looking at the college, and he was uh, praying about his future. And we met up in my office for a few minutes and met his mom. I had no clue that all that unfolded in your life. And I'll tell you something. I would have never been able to see it in him because in his heart he was responding the right way. And the summer went by and he came out to college. And um, you, I, I think it was October or November before I even found out that you had dealt with that trial. But I asked him somewhere along in there, I said, how did you keep from getting angry? What did you say? I'm, I don't remember yours. God's grace. You, you Somewhere along the way you made a decision. So you can be seated. And, and that decision, now listen, I don't know his dad, I don't know the circumstances, but I know he has every reason in his mind to justify being angry at his dad. And to feel like it's perfectly fine because his dad deserves it. But I've watched that guy for a year now, or close to it, not, I've watched him decide not to get angry and not to dishonor his father and more importantly, not to dishonor his heavenly father. I've watched him respond in his heart to the Lord in a way that God is able to bless. Now, I don't, I don't know that I'm even going to get into the outline, but, but give me your hearts. I, I want to finish this with a very important thought. You, you You've got your relationship with your earthly father. You've got your relationship with your heavenly father. Some of you have a good earthly father, and he's easy to honor because he's taken good care of you. And that also gives you kind of a natural concept of a good heavenly father that will take care of you. Some of you had or have a pretty crummy earthly father. But you still have a perfect heavenly father. And your heavenly father deserves honor. And he still wants you to guard your heart from dishonor towards your earthly father. Dishonor, disrespect, scorn, spite, hate, vengeance, anger doesn't change your earthly situation at all. Now let me talk to you for a minute. Those, most of you in here that have an earthly father, that though he's not perfect and doesn't deserve it from human terms, in reality... A lot of you have good dads. A lot of you have dads that work hard to provide for you, that care for you, that pay your school bills and your electric bills and your orthodontic bills. and You've got parents that provide for you and love you. And here's what happened in this story. This young man went, first of all, he resented the place of God's blessing. Secondly, he just started dishonoring his father. He went to his father who provided for him and loved him and cared for him and said, Dad, give me what is mine. In reality, it wasn't his. It was his dad's. It wasn't his yet. It would eventually be. But give me what's mine. He demanded his way and treated his father with dishonor and disrespect. And this was a very good father. This was a loving father. This was a godly father. This was a faithful father. And can I tell you, those of you that have good families and good fathers, even you are susceptible to dishonor. Even you are susceptible to 
forgetting God's goodness and to looking at your dad with scorn and disrespect and dishonor and your mom and to going down that path that the prodigal went down. Let me give you the blanks real quick and then we'll go. I won't even talk about them. Number one, a godly parent is a faithful provider. This, this man had taken good care of his family. We talked a little bit about that last week. Secondly, a godly parent is an approachable authority. It's amazing to me that the young man felt the freedom to go to his father and ask for his stuff. Give me my money. Give me my things. It's because he had a good father that his father would even accept that that attitude. Thirdly, a, a godly parent is a gracious giver. It's amazing to me that this father gave his son this stuff blows my mind if larry came to me and said dad give me everything that's mine and everything that's going to one day be mine i'd go stick it in your ear man (laughs) go get a job (laughs) i mean but think of this man think of this kid who goes to his father and says dad i want what's mine i want what's yours that's going to be mine give it to me and this father that had worked and saved and prepared and provided said okay you can have it what a gracious father. What a gracious picture of the, the very man that this young man was dishonoring. And a godly parent is deserving of honor. A godly parent is deserving of honor. I believe you have a key statement there in your introduction. It may be in your con- conclusion as well. I'm going to give you this thought and then we're going to wrap it up. Do you have it? You see it? Look at it. Satan will do everything within his power to turn your heart away from your parents. He'll do everything within his power to turn your heart away from your parents. If he can get you to scorn your earthly parents, even if they deserve it, if he can get you to scorn your earthly parents, you are well on your way to scorning your heavenly parents. It's just one step away. Your heart for God is what's at stake when you let your heart go down a road of dishonor towards your parents. You know what's crazy about this story? I want you to look at verse 18. The crazy thing in this story is when he came to himself, And his whole life was wrecked, and it was all a mess. What did he say? I will arise and go to my father. Now look up here. You might say, well, Brother Schmidt, I would never go to my father. My father, you're going to go to him. This is what always happens. Aaron, you could come up here and keep us busy for two hours telling us stories of people like this. They go out, they rebel against their parents, they rebel against God, they wreck their life, and then they eventually come back asking for help. And who do they go to, Aaron? Their parents. Some of you girls in this room are going to go out, you're going to party, you're going to drink, you're going to give your body away, you're going to get pregnant. The guy that got you pregnant is going to spit on you and walk away and say, abort it. He's not going to love you. He's not going to care for you. He's not going to be there for you. And you're going to be miserable and destitute and you're going to come to yourself and go, I need help. And you're going to go back to your parents. 
Some of you guys are going to go out, you're going to take your stuff, you're going to go live and wreck your life. You're going to end up somewhere with no job and nothing, and you're going to have rejected everything and everybody, and then when you're going to come to yourself, you're going to go, I need to go, I need to go get right, and you're going to go back to your parents. You're going to go back to people that love you. It's sad to me that this man had to go through all of that before he finally realized how much he really loved his parents. So to those of you that have good parents, godly parents, loving parents, providing parents, not perfect, uh, but they're taking care of you and they're doing their best, just guard your heart because the devil wants to turn your heart away. For those of you that have broken homes, abusive parents, hurtful pasts, you guard your heart too. Because though you have an imperfect heavenly father, you have a perfect, I'm sorry, imperfect earthly father, you have a perfect heavenly father. And he will never leave you and never forsake you and never hurt you and never betray you and never leave you alone. And you want to guard your heart towards him. You want to mess up your life, step one, resent the place of God's blessing. Step two, dishonor a faithful parent. Start to just dishonor disrespect. Thank you for listening to this Student Ministry 127 podcast. For more sermon resources, visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. And for information about West Coast Baptist College, visit wcbc.edu.